welcome to another hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. You're not, but it's me. <laughs> you can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at Sidkid Eddie. Once again, at Sidkid Eddie. That's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the on the IG. I forgot this. I forgot the thing for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't forget this. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your as whether it's the Apple iTunes Store or the Google Play store wherever you download your ads make sure it says sports on chicago you can catch our uh, any of our six live shows including this one second city sports or if you miss any of our shows you can catch them catch them on our sports on chicago app speaking of sports on chicago you can follow them on all social media platforms say facebook twitter instagram and youtube at sports on chicago once again facebook twitter instagram and youtube at sports zone chicago if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow the guys at War Media at W-A-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> Joining us to kick off the, the top of the show before we get into our football coverage, we have to discuss the uh, fortunate ending to the 2021 Chicago White Sox. <laughs> uh, just in case some of you guys may living on the rock, unlike Lakina, <laughs> the White Sox will go down to the Houston Astros in, in four games in the American League Division Series to discuss that and a whole lot more to put a capper on this season and perhaps uh, predict what's going to happen in the offseason. Our good friend of the show, this is the first time he's joined us during our live show. He is Mr. Jordan Lazowski from Sox on 35th Podcast. Go check out their website at uh, SoxOn35th.com. Here's Mr. Jordan Lazowski. Jordan, welcome Yay. back to the show, my man. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me back. Love to see you're doing these live now. This is fun. Yes. We is. Love yeah, we love doing it live because last time, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we're just uh, new to our show. Last time we had Jordan on our, our on our show, it was the podcast version. It was during the trade deadline and mm -hmm. it was pre-recorded. So it was kind of tough, but we did the best that we could. I know we got some comments and some downloads um, uh, during that time. So it, it's great to do these shows live so we can uh, cut to the chase and and uh, just let it fly to a certain extent. So um, uh, we're happy they're real life. So uh, as we said before, we really thank uh, Sean Sierra and Maya Kyle for giving us the opportunity to do a, a live show. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, since the White Sox season is over, Jordan, we, you, we talked with you before we went on live, and you said you were there for the, um, I'm assuming, the last two games of that of that series. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, Sunday uh, was fun. Yeah, yeah, Sunday yeah. was fun. Watching, I wasn't there, unfortunately, but, you know, watching at home. You know, it, it was a great feeling to watch the White Sox win Game Three. But uh, there's another. We're gonna uh, dissect the blame pie. I know there's more than enough to go around. <laughs> uh, there's, like I said, there's enough to go around. But do you, which more of the blame pie do you give to the lack of offense, the bullpen, the starting pitching, which had an ERA of ten plus, or Tony mm -hmm. Larusa? Uh, which, who deserves the most of the blame pie? Blame pie. You know. All of it kind of comes back to all, every other part of the team was put in such a bad position because the starting pitching one through four just was not effective. It, it was your those were your horses all year. 
And all of a sudden, come playoff time, you know, Lance Lynn gets hit around. Lucas Giolito, mm-hmm. Dylan Cease can't find the plate. Carlos Rodon's dealing with that dead arm, and you can't really trust him that long. So, so it's like your horses all year, if you can't rely on those guys in the playoffs, you know, it makes everybody else's job that much more difficult. So if you're looking at the blame of it, it's got to start with the starting pitch. you got to put your team in a better position to win, and really none of them did a great job of doing that over the course of the four games. Do you think weather played an issue because they had to wait an extra day to come back because there was some stores that hit? Mm-hmm. And do you, do you think that kind of, you know, sort of messed up with their momentum, you think? I think momentum's a tough one because you're right. You'd rather play that game the next day. Um, at the same time, I think it kind of benefited them because they got to face McCullers at home versus if they made it to game five, having to face him on the road would have been just not great. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I do wish they had played that Monday game, though. I will say that. I, I don't know how much it'll affect them, but I will say I, I think from just a momentum standpoint, I, I wish they did play that um, that Monday game instead of on a Tuesday. Sticking with the starting rotation, Jordan, Let's. Uh, I want to focus in on Dylan Cease and Carlos Rodon. First, Dylan Cease. Uh, and you mentioned you were there on Sunday. I watched his start closely. That was the shortest outing of his career. The first inning, he looked great, but after the during the second inning, after he, I mean, in my personal opinion, he got squeezed on a couple of claws, including mm-hmm. that ball three to Jordan Alvarez, which ended up being a walker. Then he to- totally lost his confidence. I'm not going to say that he's not mentally tough. He is. You have to be to pitch in the major leagues, but I thought he lost all co- confidence and then let him to uh, let him let him to not have a great second inning. Same thing with Rodon on on Tuesday. Uh, he didn't get a couple calls in the second inning, and they let them let it get into their head, and they lost all their confidence. Uh, how much did that play into a factor, and how much did the pressure of the playoffs uh, play into a factor for both those guys, uh, given the fact that the White Sox were trailing the series? Mm-hmm. I, I think the pressure, the momentum, and the playoff experience is a huge part of it to start. <laughs> and I also think that – like Houston Ashes are a pretty good ball club. You, you can't yeah. <laughs> make mistakes to them like season or down. We're doing falling behind guys, um, walking guys. Like they're gonna they're gonna make you pay for those mistakes it, more than any other team in baseball, honestly. And it, it was a tough matchup for the White Sox because of their the Astros' ability to just have really really good at bats and you know Rod, or both Rodon and Cease made some good pitches that were out of the zone that. Other teams probably swing at, and they feel a little bit different about their starts. Well, once once uh, Carlos Correa got on base, and after that Sheets home run in the very next inning of the third, you know that kind of started to you know, open the mm-hmm. floodgates, if you will. And you know, Sid mentioned some of the the calls. You know, we had we had Rodon, you know, for the first couple of innings, but then he went back to being the Rodon that we know and love. Unfortunately, you know, hit, giving up hits and walks, it just wasn't wasn't very good. And also, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the middle relief kind of came back to bite the socks, so it's it, 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 it's it's all a bunch of. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little like flustered because I kind of felt like the Sox should have won this series, but they kind of went back to the the old habits, you know, walking guys, not taking advantage of guys on base, some uh, defensive miscues. Which one would do you think was like the really like the biggest sort of like issue that led them to this loss in the series? I think you know they just besides the pitching, they just didn't hang with the offense you know their first 20 hits of the series were all singles like you're not going to win baseball games in 2021 when you're only hitting singles like number one it's really hard to string four or five hits together against really good pitchers nowadays so you can't just hit a bunch of singles and number two 
This team was built to put the ball out of the ballpark. And if you're not doing that, you're not playing your own strengths. You know, the, the pitching staff gets a lot of the blame, which they, they deserve. And on the offensive side, at least two of the games, they weren't really in it. I mean, the first game and the last game, they just did not show up. You can't only show up two out of four games and expect to win a series. Jordan Lansowski from Sox on 35th podcast and Sox on 35th.com is joining us here on the live in live edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports on Chicago along with Lakina McGee. I'm Sydney Brown. If you want to if you have a question or a comment for Jordan uh, to respond to, you could do so on our Facebook page that's Sports on Chicago on Facebook or on our YouTube page that search for Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up and running for you. Jordan, uh, one thing that many of us, including ourselves here, on this show didn't talk about during the regular season is, is that you could run on the White Sox in terms of stealing bases. Mm -hmm. We saw that with Michael Kopech in the in the last game in, in the last game and it was just ridiculous. Yasmani Grandal, although he could draw up the walks at the plate and we saw him hit that big home run in game three. He doesn't throw out runners very well. It looks like Zach Collins doesn't do that either as as, as far as doing that yet and i'm sure he's gonna get more playing time we assume next year but talk to us about uh the white Sox not really paying attention to detail in terms of uh um keeping runners to check on base yeah you're right i mean in terms of base runners it's not a strength of ground dollars behind the plate so what you have to do as a pitching staff is kind of help your catch rep you know don't let these guys get as big a leads you got to vary your holds on the mound you got to use a slide step you got to throw do more than just give a courtesy throw over to first base. It's you, you can't just, you, you don't have the world's greatest throwing catcher back there. Mm -hmm. So you need to make adjustments as a pitching staff and the pitching staff did not. And you saw it in that last tiger series really during the regular season. And then in games three and four as well, it's just, they took advantage because pitchers weren't making adjustments and even the perfect throws. Uh, I, I think it was Kimbrell in game four. Grandal had a perfect throw down to second base. It was still late. No slide step, no hold differences. If it makes it easier for the runners to run and you don't have a great throwing catcher, it's not a great combination. Do you think, uh, do you think there's something wrong with Tim Anderson? You know, they, you know, they, he took the rest, you know, for a few weeks and he came back, he looked good for a little bit, you know, but then there were other times where he, you know, some of those same, you know, instances were, were coming up and he was over four and, game four do you, do you think either was like maybe something wrong with his knees or maybe your hamstrings i think it's just you, you know th this offense goes as anderson goes and he had a great game three and the white Sox scored 12 runs and he went over for four game four and the white Sox scored one run so when your catalyst has an off day it, it, it's kind of sets the tempo for the rest of the offense I, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong it's just he picked the wrong day to have a rough day at the plate and and the White Sox offense suffered as a result. Uh, sticking with this series, Jordan, of course, Ryan Tepere, who was one of the few bright spots for the White Sox during this series against the Astros, came out following the Game 3 win on last Sunday and said that uh, he accused the Astros of cheating where they were uh, in Houston last weekend. Of course, Dusty Baker uh, dismissed it. Uh, at, uh, my initial, I try not to do hot takes, but my initial thought was uh, he was trying to give the White Sox a psychological advantage and not knowing that Houston, uh, they've been under that cloud over the last few years. They just, uh, use it as a motivation and go out and kick mm -hmm. your butt. What, what were your thoughts about to comments following game three on su last Sunday? Yeah, personally, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. He probably shouldn't have said it. 
um, at the end of the day, if you've cheated, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt that you're not cheating anymore. Like th that's just tough. That's how it is. It's, you can't just expect people to think, Oh, you got caught. You're done doing it. You're never going to try something else. Like that's just the nature of the game. Did he need to say it? No. Did it bother me that much? No. Do, do I really think the Astros needed that motivation with the ALCS knocking on the doorstep? Nah, I, I think it just got overblown and some of the Astros players took it a bit too far. It's just, you got to accept the fact that it, the same thing happened to the Red Sox when the Rays were talking about their series. If you've cheated in the past, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt moving forward. And you're just going to have to live with that at the end of the day. Oh gosh. Um, it's, it's, it's just all this crazy. Um, you know, how, how great do whole Jose Abreu look? I mean, he was over two, so, you know, Look like he might have been banged up a little bit. Do you think he can keep this up going into next year? The hope is he does. I mean, I, I think this is the last year on his current contract. So you'd assume he, I mean, he's getting up there. I think it's 34, 35 at this point. Now you're, you're trying to figure out how much longer is he going to play this way. And every time I've doubted him in the past, he's kind of proven me wrong. So mm. I'm not sure if I'm the best opinion holder of when Abreu is finally going <laughs> to, finally going to uh, regress a little bit to maybe play more. So how, to both 35-year-old Wood, but at the same time, he's playing very well. And and I think you keep running him out there, but still find opportunity to give guys like Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets a chance because those are those are your future. And, and you got to play for the future as well and get these guys ready to make this a long-term competitive window for the White Sox. Jordan Lazowski from Sox Hill 35th. We're halfway home with him live in, in living color right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sealy Kenny here with you. Jordan, let's move over to the White Sox offseason. Assume that the CBA gets done and gets done on time. The White Sox have a few holes they need to fill. Uh, perhaps they need to go out and get a new starting pitcher. Perhaps they need a second baseman. They need a new right fielder. Assuming that Cespedes is kid in our minor league system. Is he the answer? We don't know, but... Uh, where do the White Sox, which position should they start with first in terms of where they need to improve this offseason? I think it'd be, I, I seem to hold the opinion, and it seems to be the counter to what most people hold, that I, I'd prefer to start in right field. We've never had a long-term option in right field. It, it always feels like a stopgap that never works, and historically, second base is a weaker position. Yeah. Outside of There's, Jermaine Dye. <laughs> outside yeah. of Jermaine Dye. Right? <laughs> Jermaine Dye's like the last time we had like a true really right fielder. Exactly. Like, those are the days when we had a good right fielder, and now yeah. we haven't really had that since then. So I'd start there historically second base is weaker. I mean, uh, except for your top guys like Altuve, Brandon Lowe, guys, Kevin Biggio, guys at the top of the league, Marcus Semyon, another example. I, other than those guys, it, that position does not usually stand out of offensively. Right field usually does. I'd start there. I'd get an impact bat there and then see what utility guys I can start to sign to fill second base. And I think they'll probably get like a five starter as well. Cause you figure, at current, you have Lynn, Giolito, Cease, Kopech for next year. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a five-starter to kind of help um, bring Kopech along in terms of his innings. And you have Keuchel as well. So maybe you get a, a back-end starter, a really good right fielder, and a decent second baseman. If you're not moving on or trading any guys from this current team, then that's kind of how I would prioritize it. Now they did pick up Kimbrel's contract. It looks like so. Do you think? Mm -hmm. Do you think they did they keep him or do they? Either they try to trade him, probably maybe get like those you know top you know fielder guys that you talk that you're talking about. 
I think they end up trading him. I think the move that when it was made was a move that teams with deep playoff aspirations make. You need a solid back end of the bullpen, and that's the kind of move you go to grab Kimbrell. Didn't end up working the way they wanted to. You pick his option up, and you try and get some value out of him. There are going to be plenty of teams who are looking for closers right now. Um, I, I don't think there'll be a shortage on the market for Craig Kimbrell. You put him back in his normal role, and you see what happens. And I think that's how you sell it if you're Rick Hahn is, hey, he was out of his role. Just put him back in his closer role. He'll be fine. Not a big issue at all. So. And speaking of another bright, a uh, few uh, of the bright spies uh, during this White Sox short playoff run was Luis Robert. He was heading to cover out the ball, and he was hitting you know, above three, three fifty when he came back from uh, his uh, injury. Uh, talk to us about uh, him going forward, uh, Jordan, I, because there's many people around baseball thinking uh, they're they're thinking that he could be on this generation's uh, Mike Trout or led to a lesser say Shohei Otani is being a, a future uh, MVP of baseball. That's your stud. I mean, that's the guy that you paid a lot of money to uh, to sign internationally. That that this is what you're expecting from him. I think he's shown that he's a true five-tool player when he puts it all together. And, and if he can stay healthy, stay on the field, and continue to work good at bats, he has a ceiling of a top five player in baseball. And if you have one of those on your team, it's been a long time since the White Sox have had one of those, like a true, clear consensus top five talent in baseball. And that's exciting to have for a very long time. What about Eloy? Because, you know, he didn't get hurt, you know, playing, you know, mm. center field today. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Do you think we'll see more of that, you know, next year? Or will he be DHing more? Will it be a mixture like we've seen since he came back from injury? I think it'll end up being a mixture because now Andrew Vaughn is showing us that he's a capable left fielder, which means it offers him positional flexibility and it offers the Sox the ability to get Eloy out of left field once in a while. Um, if he can stay on the field healthy and he works a bit better at bats, I think he just got in a slump where he's just swinging at everything. If he can start to work counts and get back to how he was both early in 2021, as well as throughout the season in 2020, where he's working at bats, he's getting his pitch and he's driving it the opposite way. You're going to continue to see a very good Eloy Jimenez. Uh, last few minutes with Jordan Lazowski of Sox on 35th right here on Second City Sports, live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Jordan, uh, we, we expect some moves as we talk about, uh, as we talked about here in the last few minutes to be made this offseason. Assuming that the CBA gets done and gets done on time. Uh, I, I, I've been telling White Sox fans over the last couple of days that in order to win the World Series, you had to go through some heartbreak. In order for your team to improve, you may have to make a trade. There's usually a trade or two that uh, they may upset the fan base at the moment, but uh, it all benefit at the end. Of course, back in the day, of course, with the Bulls uh, coming up in basketball, of course, they traded Charles Oakley, Michael Jordan's best friend on and off the court for Bill Carway. It benefited both teams. Of course, the Bulls went on to, to do what they did in the 90s. But do you see that coming this offseason, if not sometime next season during the trade deadline or this time next offseason? Uh, I'm just throwing names out there. Maybe like a Lucas Giolito or a Johan Makata, somebody on this current roster that people love. And, and then if there's a veteran stud pitcher that this White Sox need to put them over the top, can you see one of those names going anytime soon over the next 12 months? I think you could see some potentially unpopular names. I think <laughs> Eloy and Andrew Vaughn are two names that might be a little bit more likely. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I think Giolito, I hope he signs a long-term extension. And I think Moncada's long-term extension is kind of going to keep him as a cornerstone at their base. With Jimenez, Vaughn, and Abreu, and even Grandal to an extent on the lineup, that's a lot of DH-type guys all mm-hmm. in the same lineup. And it's very hard to find positions for all of them. So if you can find someone who maybe plays right field or a really good second baseman or, or something like that who kind of fills the gap a little bit better than maybe Eloy or Vaughn does uh, on the team, you have to at least consider it just because you're not trading those guys for nothing. Mm-hmm. You're getting a really good player back. You're just getting a player back that is really good and fits your team a little bit better. And, and I think with those four guys, it, it's hard to find a place for all of them consistently it, over the course of 162, especially and without making the lineup too line right-handed heavy and too ground ball heavy at times as well. Do you, where do you think the White Sox, are they the favorites to win the AL Central next year? But then, you know, Detroit's on the you know, up and coming. Mm-hmm. You really don't, you really don't know what Minnesota and Cleveland, what they're going to do. You know, Casey, assuming that, you know, Salvador Perez doesn't leave. So where, where do you think, they, are the Sox the favorite in the AL Central next year? I think they have a year or two where they're still the favorite in the Central. It kind of depends on what Detroit does this offseason in, in terms of who they sign to play and how some of their guys develop. I think they're the nearest threat to the White Sox is going to be whatever Detroit does in the next coming seasons. Um, Cleveland looks ready to go through a rebuild. Minnesota is going to have to go through some sort of retooling and Kansas city just kind of sits there in the middle a lot. And it's a good time for the White Sox to kind of take hold of the division for the next couple of years and just hope you get some wins out there before Detroit comes knocking at your door because they're going to make it hard for us uh, sooner rather than later. I think before my, before I ask my last question, I think Kansas City is where the White Sox were at toward the end of 2018 and 2019. I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. going to spend money this offseason. They may, but I think they're on the cusp. But like you say, Detroit, they had a surprising year this year with a cheating ass AJ Hinch, but we'll leave that alone. But uh, but I, I think Kansas City is more ready than Detroit. But then, then again, you never know. It all depends on what happens with the CBA uh, this offseason. My last question to you, Jordan, of course, uh, Lakeen and myself talked about it on our last show here on Sports Zone Chicago that um, was Sean and Maya just a few moments ago that uh, the San Francisco Giants, uh, they lost on a bad call, but I think the Dodgers were going to win that series anyway, even though I picked San Francisco to win. But it's the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves for the National League Championship Series and then the American League, which starts tonight, Boston and Houston. Who do you see winning both those series? Who's your World Series um, matchup, and who uh, who ultimately takes the prize for 2021? Unfortunately, based on those teams, I feel like we get a, a Houston Dodgers rematch. Just because those, those are- folks of Fox would be happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, oh yeah. I mean, Houston is <laughs> as much as I hate Houston. They are they are a really really good ball club. They're yeah. very yeah. hard to beat. They do everything well, and they don't make many mistakes. Dodgers are the same way. I'd love a Red Sox Braves World Series just because those are two teams that were not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's Houston LA again, I think I don't know. I would have a hard time not picking Houston because that's a really, really good ball club. Who wins MVP? <sighs> <laughs> like in the World Series? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll I'll say this. You know, if if it does among the Houston, since you're picking Houston, who you think wins MVP for the World Series? Oh, at Houston, I don't know. I would probably say Correa. He's 
he is their most complete ball player. I he is he torched the White Sox a couple times, and I expect he does it to Boston too, and then LA right after that. All right, it should be an interesting rest of the playoffs. The American League Championship Series starts tonight with Boston and Houston. Of course, this weekend, the National League Championship Series will begin between the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers, the rematch from a year ago. And it should be a very interesting offseason for the Chicago White Sox. Our good friend Jordan Lasowski for Sox on 35th uh, podcast at SoxOn35th.com. Check out the podcast and that website. Uh, you, you see Jordan's uh, Twitter handle right there, jlazowski 14 on the Twitter. Jordan, as always, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, my man. Thank you very much. We'll definitely do this again during the offseason. I'm sure it's going to be fun. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you both for having me on. Thank you so much. You have a good one. You stay safe. You as well. Take care. All right. That was once again Jordan Lazowski from Socks on 35th podcast and Socks on 35th.com. Check out, the, uh, they have great work over there. They have great content. And Jordan's one of the best in terms of talking White Sox baseball, anybody on the social media atmosphere, and one of the best in Chicago to talk White Sox baseball. Lakina, let's take this two and two break. When we return, we'll give you our thoughts about last night's game between the Dodgers and the Giants, and we'll give you our picks for the league championship series, both in the national and American leagues. And we'll start our hashtag football Friday show with the best games for tomorrow from the world of college football. Along with Lakina McGee, I'm Sydney Brown. You're listening to second city sports live and in living color on sports zone, Chicago. Automotivemap.com presents the sports flash on the sports zone, Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast updates so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry crack skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply.
Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday, right here live in, in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sydney Brown, along with Lakina McGee and Lakina. Before we get into our football coverage, let's wrap up with the baseball talk. And we'll start with the National League. Of course, this weekend, the National League Championship Series will begin. The rematch from last year in the bubble between the Atlanta Braves and, yes, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know half the country's upset, especially the way they game ended last night with Wilmer. Uh, Flores from the San Francisco Giants again called out on a third strike on a check swing. Of course, one of the biggest surprises of the game, Lakinas, was a um, uh, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts not going with Julio Urias. He says going, he went with a reliever to start the game, and Max Scherzer, not Kenley Jansen, came in the ninth in the ninth inning to shut things down for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, even though Chris Bryant had a hit. In the ninth inning, the San Francisco Giants couldn't score. The Los Angeles Dodgers are back where they need to be in terms of the NLCS. Lakina, as I said before on this program, as we said the, over the last week or so, we expected the series to go five games. They did last night. It ended in a controversial fashion, but the Dodgers did just enough to, to win that series. Max Scherzer picked up the save, as I mentioned, but we talked about this. Uh, the other day, Lakina, Max Scherzer gave you a performance in game three, but the Dodgers couldn't score. They ended up losing game three. It was sweet revenge for him last night. Yeah, and you know, that, that sounds like totally random that Matt Scherzer closer. I think that just sounds really mm -hmm. he and that's what Dave Roberts did. Like you said, he did do he did, you know, did a mixture of relievers and and, and such, mm -hmm. and it actually ended up working for them. And and, and look, sometimes you got to do that. You want to save your guys. And, you know, Scherzer mm -hmm. might pitch, you know, probably maybe three or four, game three or four. So we'll, we'll see how that goes with with that. I mean, the, the check swing, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it, you're, you're sort of like, you know, some some say it was the right call, others say it wasn't. But, you know, it is what it is. Who knows what would have happened had that not mm -hmm. been called. But, you know, look, I think the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers would have won anyway, I feel like. So I, I think it just, you know, delayed the inevitable. And plus some folks said that that up who made that call, you know, wanted to, to, to go home. So it was, he didn't want yeah. to have to be there for, <laughs> didn't want to be there for another hour or so. So maybe, maybe that's why. But look, I think that Corey Seager, you know, also to uh, Cody Bellinger, I mean, he kind of, you know, he, he, you know, he brought the game open with that go ahead RBI single mm -hmm. that scored. That scored Lux, but that's what I mean, for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because he had been struggling these last uh, few weeks and the, the season end going into, you know, divisional round. But look, as for this series, I mean, I know the Braves feel like, you know, they should have won that series against the Red Sox, I mean, uh, against the, the Dodgers last year. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I just think that the Dodgers are kind of on a mission. I think, look, Atlanta, as, as great as they've been, you know, the fact that they've been able to kind of, you know, sort of, you know, I don't want to say sneaking there, but sort of like, you know, <laughs> Well, like expectations, you know, because no one thought that they would even get to the playoffs, especially when the you know, Kuna got hurt. Mm -hmm. But I, I think this will show you why that I think the Dodgers are going to show you why that they've been doing this. This is their fifth straight trip to the, you know, to the NLCS. So I think they're going to show you that tonight. And this will, this will probably go six like the, the previous, like the one last year did. And I think the Dodgers will win in six. I'm with you, Lakina. The Dodgers will win in six. They should win in the five, but I'll give the Braves an extra game. Uh, the Braves will win two games in this series, so the Dodgers should win, win this in six. Remember last year in game five, I believe game five it was, Mookie Betts made that great catch in right yes. field. It has bats started to turn around. I expect them to do that this year. The last couple of games of this series against the Giants, he picked it up offensively. Of course, that whole team got shut out in game three, but games four and five, the offense started to pick up. 
who set the tone. Mookie Betts, I expect him to set the tone in this series. Atlanta's going to play catch up unlike a year ago. Yeah, and that's just that's probably what's going to end up happening. And you know, fortunately in this case, I think the Dodgers might you know step on the gas and not even look back <laughs> if that's the case. Like I said, I think I'll give Atlanta you know two two wins, but I think the Dodgers will end up winning them winning it you know in in six. Uh, what about the AL? Of course, you got of course you got the, the the Astros, of course, but now you have the Red Sox, and that kind of another team that no one really thought would make it this far. So, where do you see this series? I think especially now with Lance McCullers Jr. out for the American League Championship Series, it's going to come down to uh, the rest of that starting staff for, for the Houston Astros. Uh, can they shut out a very good Boston Red Sox lineup? As we talked about all year, Linkina, I mentioned this. The Red Sox were carried by their lineup, especially early in the season when you you didn't have your starting pitching in Chris Sale. Of course, Nathan Navaldi has been impressive for the Red Sox in their starting rotation throughout these playoffs. Of course, the wild card game against the Yankees, and he showed up uh, once again during this ALDS against the Tampa Bay Rays. So I expect Nathan Alvaldi to continue momentum as far as leading this starting staff. Wherever you get out of Chris Sale, right behind him for the Red Sox is a bonus. But the, the question here would be two things. Can that Houston Astros starting staff without McCullers shut down their Red Sox office and their bullpen? Rem Remember, Lakin, I've been talking about this all year. I'm not a big fan of their Red Sox bullpen, but they showed up in their series against Tampa Bay. And if it's going to come down to the bullpen, can the Red Sox surprise Houston? Because Houston, as we saw in this series against the White Sox, they are a very good offense. And can the Red Sox, if it gets down to their bullpen for the Red Sox, can they keep up the momentum from the last series against Tampa Bay to neutralize that Astros offense? Well, and remember too, we saw that in that series against the Sox, you know, the Astros bullpen. It's actually pretty, you know, good. They actually shut down yes. uh, the White Sox, uh, especially in Game Four. So it's going to really depend on which which bullpen shows up. But like I said, I, but I feel like even without McCullough's year, I think they have the depth in pitching to kind of like kind of help rein up the slack. So I'm I'm sure Dusty Baker. This is, this is his first rodeo in the LCS, <laughs> so I think he's going to move some things around. And I feel like that the Astros are on a mission. I think they feel as though like this us against the world mentality. I think Boston does too, but I think to a bigger extent the Astros. So I think they're going to use that as motivation. And look, I think I think Sale, I think Chris Sale probably may may pitch a really good gem and may perhaps maybe steal a game in Houston. But I think I I think this is going to go six. I think I have Houston in six just because I I trust their offense and their bullpen more than I do the the, the Red Sox. I was surprised y'all go over the Red Sox in seven. Because I, I think the Red Sox will have enough offense to outslug uh, of the, the Houston Astros. I'm sure one of those games is going to have a slugfest, so get ready for that. But I believe that the, the Red Sox bullpen, who's done a great job so far in these playoffs, I think they can neutralize. If you could just neutralize the, the, the Astros lineup, you'll be okay. Because the starting pitching, I think, for the Red Sox will be fine. It's just that that bullpen, can they keep up this surprising trend that they did in the last series against Tampa Bay. Two players to watch for in this series. For the Red Sox, Rafael Devers, their third baseman. I told you, he's he's the best third baseman offensively in all of baseball. If, you, if you're a White Sox fan that, that decides to watch this series, look at De Devers' numbers, and that should be the numbers of Johan Makata starting next year. I'll leave it yeah. at that. On the flip side, Kyle Tucker, as you mentioned, Lakina, in our interview with Jordan Lazowski in our last segment, He's been a, a White Sox killer throughout this series. Let's see if he continues to uh, put up those power numbers against this Red Sox pitching staff and this ALCS. 
Both these series should go the distance, you know, six or seven, maybe. We'll, we'll see. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Cindy Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. Let's start our football power hour. We're going to start a little early, but, but you know, uh, the week seven in college football, we're already like more than halfway through. Spin so, too fast. <laughs> I know, right? We're almost halfway through the season there. So, what are your kind of your marquee games? There, there are a couple, but what are your sort of like top games to watch? I know tonight at 9.30 on ESPN is California versus Oregon. I know Calif- uh, uh, University of Cal hasn't been a very good team in the recent years, but Oregon is always up there in, in terms of the Pac-12 every year. And I want to I see them put up some, some points tonight. They should be able to do that tonight. Yeah, Cal's had their struggles in the last couple of years, so they, they should be able to. Well, I think they're, I think they're still smarty from their loss to Stanford a couple of weeks back, and they actually they actually did get the week off, so that should help them kind of refocus. San Diego State also too trying to keep their undefeated streak alive later on tonight at nine thirty to play San Jose State. That's a CBS Sports Network game, so that should be that should be a pretty good one there between those two. And I know you love your West Coast football. Well, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but good West Coast games tonight. Um, starting off the uh, ABC game at 11 a.m., we got Desmond Ritter and the rest of the Cincinnati Bearcats host UCF. UCF, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of in a, in a situation, but they've been sort of like rebuilding the last couple of years. So since he should not have a problem with um, Central Florida, we'll see. Michigan State, I think they're on, I don't know if they're on upseller, but I think, you know, you don't want to be caught looking ahead, you know, against Indiana and Bloomington. I know they've had some injuries that who should have, but I'm sure that's the uh, big noon Saturday game. So that 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 should be that should be a fun one there down in Bloomington. Now the big noon Saturday game on Fox at eleven o'clock tomorrow will be number twelve Oklahoma State at five and zero against number twenty five the Texas Longhorns. They check in with a regular four and two. Now Texas and Oklahoma, the Sooners last week they were uh, in a high scoring affair. Do you expect the same thing tomorrow? I'm not saying it's going to get to that point, but I expect somewhere in between, at least the thirties. Yeah, that this might be kind of like first like 30 or 35 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, the feeling uh, I get. Yeah, but like, look, okay, so I had the, had the week off, so you know, they kind of had a chance to heal up. Oh, well, we'll see where Texas is because after, you know, that loss, you know, just, you know, just, you know, just went in the bed against Oklahoma. So you'll see, we'll see what their mindset is going in that game. So that should be a, a fun one. And I think Oklahoma State has won like, the last couple of meetings they played, e- a couple of times they played each other. So this should be an interesting one there down. In Austin, uh, Auburn and Arkansas, you know, that's the 11 a.m. game on CBS. You know, this is an elimination game in terms of pretty much the top, so that, div- uh, that division in the SEC. Arkansas, two bad losses. Auburn, they had a bad loss to, uh, I believe, Georgia, Georgia last week. Georgia. So, both, yeah, both teams need to rebound. Who's going to show up here for this one? Always fun when these two teams play. Also, staying in the SEC, you got Florida and LSU. Always interesting when those two. Um, hash now we'll see if Texas A&M, you know, has, doesn't have a hangover as they play Missouri in Columbia. Uh, let's see, Northwestern hosts Rutgers, you know, two struggling teams, you know, Rutgers yeah. have kind of been falling back to work. So we'll see how they do against Northwestern. Yeah, Kendall, um, Kendall Wildcats get to 500. I'm, I'm shocked that they're two and three the way they've been playing. I know they had last week, off, but given the way they've been playing so far this season, they have a chance to get back to 500. Amazing. The- yeah, we're <laughs> doing a Jordan well, shrug. <laughs> yeah, I, well, the, the weird things happen that way in the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, Nebraska and Minnesota—that should be an interesting one. 
there as well. Kicking off the 230 games. There should be a big one here on CBS and the SEC. You've got Kentucky against George. I know George has been banged up. We'll see if Kentucky's for real. This is going to be their first mm -hmm. big test. That should this should be a fun one here down in Athens. Game day is going to be down there. So yeah. I know that uh, this is a 21 and a half point spread for Georgia, but I believe Kentucky can can cover. I really do. I think they'll give Georgia a run for their money early, but Georgia is going to come out uh, with their running game. And the quarterback play has been tremendous this year for Georgia as well. So I, I expect Georgia to pull it out at the end. I think Kentucky will surprise some people early. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, like I said, we'll see how for real Kentucky is. Mm -hmm. Um, Purdue and Iowa, not, not really, it's not worse than that Iowa should be on upset alert, but you know, yeah, Purdue, they're, they're second of kind of rebuilding. So we'll see. I mean, we'll, I'm sure Kirk Franz will have his guys ready and not, you know, mm -hmm. not to have that hangover from Penn to that one against Penn state, excuse me, BYU and Baylor. That should be a fun one down in Waco, uh, Miami and North Carolina. These are two teams. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, both, you know, both had high expectations early in the year. And yeah. they, yeah, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's, that's, that's going to be on the ACC network if you have that. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, shout out to Northern Illinois. Uh, the Huskies, they're four and two. They're going to face host Bowling Green in DeKalb tomorrow at 2.30. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, so you get a chance to check that out as excuse me as that should be a fun one they're also to uh tcu and oklahoma i mean you know tcu has had i don't want to say they have oklahoma's number they've beaten them before but you know it's going to be interesting though because you know lincoln riley is keeping it you know very close to the vessel who's going to be the starting quarterback <laughs> you know will, will it be spencer rattler or will it be caleb williams i mean he, he shut down practice to every you know to every all the media even their own student media <laughs> newspaper so he, he's really trying to like be Fort Knox with that secret. So we'll see who is starting that game. That's the ABC primetime game at 630. <laughs> at 6 p.m. on ESPN, you'll have number five Alabama at five and one traveling to Mississippi State to face the Bulldogs. They check in at three and two. I, I believe Alabama would get back on track. Shall I say more? Or do you know something that we don't know? Uh, well, uh, look, I'm shame people will have it well I, look i don't look mississippi state is one of those <laughs> I, like i don't know i mean i don't think you want to have to want to play alabama after a loss that's like the last thing you want so <clears throat> we'll see uh old miss and, and tennessee that should be an interesting one on sec now that's their prime time game that should be a fun one um in the acc <clears throat> excuse me uh, i can't talk for some reason uh nc state and boston college no one thought that these would be the top two teams <laughs> in ACC, but you know, here we are. So I know Boston College lost to Clemson, but should be an interesting one down <clears throat> down in Chestnut Hill or in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday as we roll through the college football schedule for tomorrow, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. We're alive and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And continuing with the schedule, Lakina, Iowa State and Kansas State will face off against each other tomorrow at 6.30. Both teams check in with, with records of 3-2 and two apiece. Lakina, maybe I can see another offensive showing for mm -hmm. both of these teams. Iowa State is favored by 6.5. I think it could be another high-scoring affair, especially with – uh, with Big 12 teams, doing another two Big 12 mm -hmm. matchup teams um, getting together. 
Yeah, Iowa State trying to get back on track as well as KSA trying to bounce back from also Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. Um, Stanford and Washington State, you know, that's a the, that's on ESPNU. That's an early Pac-12 game, so you know, no late night game for that. Uh, also, too, when these two teams being the in the Pac-12, when these two teams play each other, always throw the records out the window. UCLA and Washington, that's will be on the Big Fox Network at seven thirty. That's the nightcap. The nightcap there. Can that's Chip Kelly keep the people off his back for another week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Air Force, they're they're five and one at Boise State. You know, we'll see if they have a letdown after that win against BYU and also to Arizona State and Utah. That should be a fun one. That that could be for control of the Pac-12 South. So, yeah, if Utah upsets Arizona State, they'll be four and two. Arizona State will be five and two with the game back. So, like I said, it's a huge game for both teams. But I think it's a bigger one for Utah. Yeah, absolutely. Want to. Also, the Arizona State, too. I think if they could beat Utah, I think they could be in the driver's seat in the Pac-12 South. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then we'll have Hawaii at 3-3 three and three at Nevada. They're 4-1. That's on the CBS Sports Network at 9.30 p.m. tomorrow. So there's your uh, Saturday slate for the world of college football. As you're listening to Sega City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Lakina, I know we have some – some minutes uh, uh, left here before we close out our number one. Uh, let's review Thursday night's football uh, contest between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a big lead, but they had to hold on to win the game by the score of 28-22. to 22. Tom Brady did his thing as usual last night. He would have busted finger, but it was Leonard Fournette's two touchdown carries that held it down for the Buccaneers offense. Yeah, it was actually Gerald Avery's uh, taunting penalty against Mr. Fournette that kind of kept that drive going. That probably could mm -hmm. have given the ball back to the Eagles, and you know, we, we would have been able to see what you know, Jalen Hurts could have done, you know, in a you know for a go-ahead score. But you know, look at it. I know people hate the rule, but you, know, you just got to be smarter about that mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But look, as for this, I, I mean, look, this you know they're going to be playing the Bears next week, so they get a little bit of a they get a ten days off before they play. So. You know, I think the defense, you know, they made the plays when they had to. I'm sure we're talking about the Bucks defense. Yeah. And it just, yeah, I mean, look, I they, they kept it close. You know, Philly did. I mean, it just, they just got, you know, too big of a hole for them to, co to come out of. And, you know, look, I, you know, and also to Zach Earth, you know, after, you know, just after that game, you know, today just found out that he got traded to the Cardinals. They actually need another tight end because Max Williams He's done for a year with a knee injury, so they really needed him. He can't really he can't play till next week because they got to go through like you know protocols and stuff like that. But you know, I, I look, I think Tampa. You know, look, he they're just chugging along, and look, Bray said that he might play till he's fifty five. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, just <laughs> nothing short of amazing what this man has accomplished. You know, he completed eight percent of his passes on forty plus attempts. You know, his one hundred twelfth career game with forty plus pass attempts. That's including the playoffs. So, what more can you say about Mr. Bray? But I think that we run out of superlatives. You you know what question I want to ask you, Lakina? What's up? What can Brown do for you? <laughs> and that's Antonio <laughs> Brown. Uh, nine catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. Again, last night he scored two last week against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's four touchdowns in his last two games. Lakina, Antonio Brown, I know he got in late last year, won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. He's back fully healthy this year. It looks like right now he's out of trouble as far as uh, off-the-field activities are concerned. But he's looking like he did his first few years with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, do you think he could keep it up for the rest of the years, assuming that he stays healthy? 
and stays out of trouble. Yeah, I love yeah. <laughs> that too. Look, we see, look, we see how good he can be once you know he is healthy and he's out of tr- he stays out of trouble. So we're seeing that now. And look, I, I think they could be a very dangerous. Tampa Bay could be a very dangerous team. I think they're right there in the team picture as the best team in the NFL. You know, not just the NFC. So, and look, their defense has been pretty good too. They had a couple of sacks against Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts had a nice showing, had an interception. You know, people already there. You know how Philly fans are; they're already chanting for Gardner Minshew's name. So, <laughs> but I think they just don't have the personnel right now in Philly to compete. And plus, they have a new coaching staff. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. But yeah, but look, they kept it close. And look, I think the Bucks they get to chill for a little bit. Brady can rest that thumb and gear for that Bears game next Sunday. Yeah, so speaking of the Bears, we'll preview that game between the Bears and the Packers. First place, that's right, I said it. I'm not misspeaking. First place for the NFC North is on the line this Sunday. We'll give you our preview coming up in our next hour. And so stay tuned right there. Stay right there, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, here on Second City Sports, hashtag Football Friday. Lakina, as we mentioned, we'll mention it again at the top. Damian Williams is currently on the COVID list for the Chicago Bears. If he has a, a, a negative test t- today and tomorrow, he could possibly play on Sunday, if not, Khalil Harbour, the rookie running back, will get the start. Uh, and also in other news around the National Football League, Tua Tungvalova looks like he'll get the start for the Miami Dolphins as they'll play overseas in London against the winless Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, that game will be on CBS this Sunday starting at 8.30 a.m. Chicago time. Lakina, the Miami Dolphins have been struggling this year. Uh, does uh, without giving that prediction, we'll give our prediction all the games next hour. But do you think that gives up Miami this Miami offensive spark? I think it does. Jacoby Brissett has been downhill. Yeah, he did what he could, you know, as formidable mm-hmm. as he is. But you know, they need to a back. But unfortunately, I think I saw on the uh, thing that AJ, uh, I think that Xavier uh, Howard is out. Let me see. I, I got to look up uh, Shefty's uh, latest tweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think so. That might be an issue for them. But yeah, you know, the opposite of Rudolph Xavier Howard and Devontae Parker too. So. That could be, yeah, that 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 could be a deterrent. Now, again, I don't know if you may be able to switch your predictions, but you know, we'll we'll see what, what happens there. But uh and look, I think Miami, they really need, you know, this sort of especially with their kind of the top guys out. This mm-hmm. could be, you know, I'm not gonna say the Jaguars could win it, but you never know. Also, to a big injury news here, Nick Chubb, you know, with a calf injury for the Browns, he is out mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. So that's not very good news. And also, yeah, too, who's going like, back up uh, Kareem Hunt? <laughs> yeah. Also, too, uh, Chandler Jones will be out because of COVID protocols because he has COVID. So he's going to be out. So they're both T, both the both the Cardinals and the Browns are going to miss some of their top guys. Yeah. So injuries are starting to play a factor here as we go along in, in the National Football League. Lakina, we got a couple of minutes left. I don't want to spend too much time. On this subject, it's been talked about to death from front to back all week. We didn't mention it too much last week on the show, but John Gruden, now ex-Las Vegas Raiders head coach, he was uh, released. Uh, he resigned, rather, following the loss against the Bears uh, last Sunday. Lakina, I was going to ask you, uh, when the story came out last Friday, we didn't have time to get into it. I thought he shouldn't have uh, coached last Sunday's game against the Bears. It, it, it's a moot point now, but you could tell that, that uh, it had an effect on that Raiders team in that locker room. And you saw the Bears did what they had to do. Now, of course, uh, if you guys live under a rock, uh, the Washington football team has been under investigation by uh, by the league. 
And uh, there was the emails that came out that uh, John Gruden back in 2011, he was working with ESPN Monday Night Football that he called NFL PA director DeMar Smith some unruly names. We're not going to get into it here. And there was some other stuff that was said through some email exchanges. Of course, Adam Schefter, you know, he's been thrown in this mess, how he's been reporting this uh, all week long. Like, you know, what, is, what are your quick thoughts about it? For, for me, the NFL is trying to clean up his image. Are they doing a good job at it? I don't think so, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, and I think Theo Grews being like the fall guy, but the fact that he had the gall to say what he said in emails that he didn't mm-hmm. think that would get leaked, I think that's sort of like he had the had the gall to do that. That's just crazy. And also, too, what what else is what else are they hiding? How was he being used to kind of be kind of like the fall guy? Is he being blackballed? You know, for other things. I mean, they're definitely going to be. They're like thousands and thousands of these these emails. So I'm wondering if you know, it'll the rest of the emails will get leaked eventually. You know, Bruce Allen and Daniel Snyder. You got to think that there's probably more to this, but you know, or for this, or was this being used to kind of throw a guy that they didn't like out the league? So you just don't know. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, nor would I play one on the podcast, but <laughs> it's it still got a whole lot of questions here. And I think, like we said, I think. That that played a part. You no, know, they can people can downplay it, say it did, but that that look that Raiders team just looked defeated. You could tell against the Bears. So not making excuses, but it just looked like they just did not play with a lot of intensity. Yeah, and you, I'm sure you could tell that some of those Raiders players looked at him now, ex coach Gruden, differently after the story came out last Thursday, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I really trust this guy? Can I play for him? Obviously, they're not playing for him now, but do I really trust people like that going forward? I'm just not sure. So we'll see what happens. As you said, Lakina, this is only the beginning. Uh, the snowball is, is starting uh, where it lands. We don't know, but this is the start of something big, unfortunately, for the National Football League as they're trying to clean up their uh, public image. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead on Second City Sports right here live and in living color on Sports Zone Chicago. When we return, we'll give you our Bears Packers preview for week six in the National Football League. First place is on the line in the NFC North, and we'll give you our key games to watch for for, for the NFL week six for the Sunday and beyond. And at the bottom of the next hour, Miss Christine Manager, good friend of the show from KRX so Radio in South Dakota, will give her She'll give us her picks for week six in the National Football League. Along with Lakina McGee, I'm Cindy Brown. You listen to Second City Sports on a hashtag Football Friday on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. 
We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry crack skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports Live and they live in color on a hashtag football Friday on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S I D K I D 80. S I D K I D 80. My apologies for my uh, monitor shaking there. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter <laughs> and at Keena McGee on the IG. If you have a question or comment for us, you could uh, uh, place them in the comment section on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or on our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Place your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up and running for you. If, but if you decide to do something stupid or troll, Lakina will give you politely give you the boot. Lakina, let's start our Packers Bears preview uh, as the Bears are trying to give. Uh, their rivals uh, up north, the boot. <laughs> the Packers are checking in at four and one, but while the Bears checking in with a surprising record of three and two. Of course, the Packers are coming off an overtime win over the Cincinnati Bengals last week, 25 22, despite uh, Mason Crosby of the Packers missing three field goals down the stretch. While the Bears, as we talked about, they upset the Raiders last week by the score of 29. Lakina is uh, let's start off with the quarterback matchups is rookie quarterback Justin Fields versus Aaron Rodgers. If you know the recent history of this rivalry, Aaron Rodgers typically tears this Bears secondary apart. And that might be the uh, that might be the case this Sunday. I mean, I think he knows that you know Kyle Fuller's not there anymore. So yeah, Jalen Johnson's had his had his uh his moments, but a Jackson and everything else. I mean, those, those look, I don't trust those guys, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, um, but, but look, as long as Aaron, look, I know they've had some injury issues. I know Aaron, Aaron Jones is questionable. Robert Tunney is questionable. I think one of their old line guys, you know, he's questionable too. So, and okay. Yeah. Their defense, you know, is not really much to write about. I mean, you know, Jair Alexander is on IR and such, but you know that that's still not not a bad defense. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, I'll give the Bears the edge there. But look, you know how much you know Aaron Rodgers loves playing the Bears. He's like what, like eighteen and like three or something like that against the Bears. I know, like, give or take, in his whole career. So, and yeah, it's it just that look. You always throw the records out there when you when these two teams, these two rivals, play each other. So. But but again, this could this could be like one of those very close games. Like then, without giving out my predictions, I think this is going to be a close game. That it usually is. Well, well, sometimes it is between these right. two. But, <laughs> but look, I I think look, do I think that that uh, is feels capable of having a breakout game against the Packers? Sure, of course he does. Of course he can. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but can Aaron Rodgers show you why that he has a, a good, a great record against the Bears? Could he, you know, throw for four or five touchdowns? Sure, of course. Can the Bears' defense, uh, you know, do like they did against the Raiders? But they've had some injury concerns as well. You know, like, you know, Hicks is still his hamstring is still bothering him, and Khalil Mack. I mean, I know he looked hundred percent, but you got to think his his foot and his knee are still bothering him too. So. You know, it really, it really just kind of all, a lot of things have to go right on both sides for one or the other to win this game. Taking a look at the numbers for both the teams, as far as rankings are concerned uh, on offense, the Bears are still dead last in the National Football League, while Green Bay checks in at number 22. As far as total defense, the Bears are eighth, while the Packers are number six, surprisingly to some people. In passing, the Bears are ranked dead last, while Green Bay checks in at number 17. As far as rushing is concerned, the Bears are rushing the football the 10th best in the National Football League, while the Packers are running it uh, in a clip of 22nd place. Lakina, I want to start back with the defense for the Bears. Jalen Johnson will uh, shadow Devontae Adams for the majority of the game. If you looked at last week's game between the Packers and Bengals, uh, Devontae Adams, I believe, had over 200 yards receiving. I don't see him having that type of performance unless the Bears decide not to uh, pressure Aaron Rodgers. It depends on what scheme the Bears defensive coordinator Sean decides decides to uh, put present out there for Mr. Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. He hasn't seen a defense that he hasn't recognized throughout his uh, 15 plus years in the National Football League. So I want to see what the Bears gameplay is to uh, disguise coverages for Aaron Rodgers. Will you can they pressure him him through that front four? How many times will they blitz? Rodgers, because even though Aaron Rodgers is old like Ben Roethlisberger, unlike Ben, Aaron Rodgers can still run a little bit. So I want to see how the Bears can contain Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. And number two, watch out for this player for the Green Bay Packers, tight end Robert Tunya. He came on uh, toward the end of last year. He was part of that uh, offense for Green Bay, took off the pressure for Devontae Adams. I expect them to do the same thing this Sunday, in which in – which, uh, comes to another matchup with the Bears linebackers, and in particular, Warcross Smith. Can he cover Robert Tunyon down the field? Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, he's, I'm sure he's primed to have a, a big breakout game. Um, you know, Kendall Vinder. Do you think he can take on Randall Cobb? I mean, you know, do, do you trust him? I mean, come on, come on. I mean, but but yeah. I mean, look if look if Fields could stay upright, you know, and the look, the Bears, you know, O line has actually done a pretty decent job. You know, they you know. He's capable, mm -hmm. but you know, with David Woods being out because of COVID, and you know, A Rob is questionable now, Mooney's questionable as well. You know, it's gonna take you know, guys like a uh, Demir Burr, you might be hearing his name, or you might be hearing a Ryan Null, our, uh, our buddy Dave Watson's big Dave Watson's guy, <laughs> you know, from the Bulls outcast. I mean, you know, the battle Bulls. I mean, that, that you we may see hear his name, or do you will we hear Jimmy Graham's name, or Cole Komet, or you know, maybe will they actually use their tight ends? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said before, I mean, it's always you just never know with this matchup. I mean, could we see a, a very close game that could come down to a field goal? Sure. But could we also see a game where a pack the Packers could, you know, easily beat the Bears by like three or like, you know, at least 10 points? Sure. Could the Bears win? Sure. Look at like all those scenarios could happen. That's just how that's just how like you know how wild of a wild card you know, this game's always is between these two. What do you expect from this Sunday's matchup as first place of the NFC North will be on the line between the three and two Bears 
on the lakefront against the four and one Green Bay Packers. You can go to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or on our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Place your comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up and running for you. Lakina, let's go on back to the Bears office. Quarterback Justin Fields. Uh, uh, he took some shots last week, but stayed in the game and helped to help the Bears win. As you mentioned, I think he can have a breakout performance, but it's going to come down to that running game. Who's going to be the backup for Khalil Herbert, just in case that Damian Williams doesn't go. Now, also, I want to focus in on the tight ends, as you just mentioned. Jimmy Graham, we haven't heard from him a lot this year. I think this can be the game for the tight ends for the Bears can break out. Will we see some targets from him? For referring to Jimmy Graham, how much will Cole commit? We'll see some targets. Uh, that's going to be key. That uh, you had to uh, break this Green Bay defense down. I know you had the Smith brothers back there. You have 21 Savage back there uh, for the Packers as far as their secondary is concerned. So this Green Bay Packers defense is still good. Uh, you know they're going to try to get after Mr. Fields with with Fields being mobile. But if the Bears, if they could. Uh, they can set up the run. The run is effective early. Uh, they, uh, I believe they should use their both their tight ends, Graham and Komet, uh, going downfield. They'll open up the uh, wide receiving uh, core for the Bears uh, moving uh, down the field against this uh, good, very good Packers defense. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Khalil Herbert, I know that they su- he surprised some folks, but – they have tape like it now, so there's no one's going to be surprised mm-hmm. by you know your running style. So you got to think that the Packers will defense will be ready for him. I'm sure he's going to get the ball probably a little bit more, and especially if you know if A. Rob and Mooney are not able to, then he you know feels not going to be able to throw the ball as much. You know he may have to depend on the running back. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, it's that's going to be the very interesting part about it is, you know, I'm sure they're going to be running the ball more now. As far as the defense, look, we saw flashes of them. You know, they look good one week, but then the next week they – so I, I really yeah. don't know. I know – but the good look, Danny Trevathan's back. We'll see how much he has left in the tank. Uh, Robert Quinn has looked good, but again, you know, sometimes we see him, sometimes we don't. You know, Jalen Johnson, you know, I'm sure he's going to have the task of guarding Devontae Adams. So, and Eddie Jackson, you know, I'm sure he's going to be running around somewhere. Um, so, yeah, look, I think all of this is just – you will just have to wait and see. I mean – We've seen it where the Bears look good, but then they look – but like I said before, we may see this whole song dance again. You know, they look good against teams that are – you know, they're a little bit better than – you got to say that, you know, the Raiders were 100%. Their minds were 100% in that game. Let's just be honest. Now, you're going to be up against a pretty good – you know, not not a great, but still a very formidable Packers team. And, you know, you still got Aaron Rodgers who loves playing, y'all. I know everybody wants to say, well, you know, the Bears could easily win this game, and which they can but again, you know, this is sort of one of those things. Well, you know, Justin Fields, you know, I've heard like on the radio, like, Justin Fields can have a breakout the And yeah, he can. But mm-hmm. again, we just have to wait and see. Now, like you said, you know, the defense for the Packers, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like, yes, it's not, you know, Baltimore Ravens, you know, Arizona Cardinals, you know, deep, top defense, but they're still very, very good. So, and they still got a lot of, you know, pretty good players you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago. So, They'll be ready too. So it's going to be kind of like a, this could be a chess match. So this, this could come down to like maybe a last possession or something, but we'll see. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we preview Bears Packers week six from the National Football League coming up this Sunday from the lakefront at high noon on Fox. You'll get Joe Davis who's filling in for Kevin Barker as he does his baseball duties, mm-hmm. along with Pam Oliver, Roman the sidelines, and one-time Chicago Bear 
Greg also, for those of you that haven't heard his commentary so far this year, it's been very good. You'll get to hear his commentary this Sunday during the Bears-Packers game. That's a highlight highlight game for Fox as they have regional action for it this week. Lakina, let's focus in on special teams. Of course, we talked about at the top of the hour, Mason Crosby missed three field goals uh, during the fourth quarter last week's win against Cincinnati. Of course, he nailed the game winner overtime. He had the struggle, the struggles before. Of course, a few years ago uh, in the game against Detroit, he came out of that. He's been just fine. Uh, I don't think he's going to have those type of struggles on the late front this fun, this Sunday. I don't think weather is going to be a factor. But on the flip side, for the Chicago Bears, they picked up Jaquim Grant from the Miami Dolphins via trade. Uh, he's trying to do his best impersonation of Devin Hester, bringing out a punt five yards deep into the end zone. Uh, he got away with it last week. Lakina, of course, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Only He's only played one game in the Bears uniform. But do you expect him to have a big return this Sunday against the Packers? Well, he is questionable. He hasn't practiced the last couple of weeks because of a growing injury. So mm-hmm. that could be a that could be an issue too. But, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> he's sort of like – he's actually a pretty formidable uh, special teams returner. So I think now that Herbert's going to be running the ball for a little bit, he's kind of been – sort of tasked to doing this you know, special teams. Could special teams be, be a, a factor? Sure. I mean, the Cairo Santos has been near perfect, you know, flawless this year. You know, Pat O'Donnell has had, a, you know, that he's a reason, there's a reason why he's been, you know, named as probably like one of the top, he's, you know, bears of the year in the last couple of years. He's just, you know, a, a really good punter. And look, it could, yeah, I think, yeah, special teams could be, could be, could be a factor. I mean, I kind of, Feel like could it come down to a field goal? Could it down to come down to field position? Yeah, it, it's look. I think anything's possible. Like I said, with the, when these two teams play each other, so I know that there's been some. You know, I, I know that Aaron Rodgers was kind of like killing them with kindness, like oh, Lance Briggs is one of the best ever. He should be in the Hall of Fame and Pina Tillman and this and that because you know how <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is. So yeah. it's always interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's gonna be. It, look, this is good. This is good. This should be a very fun matchup. Look, you know, like you said, Joe Davis is uh, you know, filling in for you know Kevin, who's Kevin Berger is going to be, who's been doing baseball for Fox, so going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks. They're going to be seeing him, who's great. You know, Joe Davis is terrific, by the way. So, you know, he's from Chicago, so you know, you're going to get a good yeah, and the TV voice for the LA Dodgers too. Yes, he is. Season. Yes, yeah. so and he does some college football for the network as well. So and college hoops too. So yeah, so he's yeah. been yeah, so he's really good. And he, look, um. I'm sure uh, Greg also will have his comments <laughs> about because you know play for the Bears. He's played the Packers, been there, but a couple of times they've beat him. So yep. I'm, I'm sure he'll have he'll be sharing some stories. And I'm sure. Uh, I wonder if uh, what's the over under that he's going to reference that NFC Championship game in 2010 because he was <laughs> on that team. Yes, he was. <laughs> they, uh. may show, they may show. Look, they may show a clip of that. So just just remember, I think they may. <laughs> Well, a fast one, and he may not be very happy about that, but yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is gonna be like I said, this just should be a very entertaining game between these two, as it usually is. I don't think it's gonna be gonna be a Packers blowout, like some are saying, but you know, it, it's like this should be a, this should be a fun one, I think. Yeah. We'll give you our picks on not only this game, but other games for the National Football League at the bottom of the hour with our good friend Miss Christine Manica right here on Sports Zone Chicago as we continue on our uh, coverage for Hashtag Football Friday. Say the Kenny here with you. Lakina, looking at through the rest of the week, uh, six schedule in the National Football League without giving predictions, of course. What other matchups are you looking forward to watching? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the one of the three o'clock games got Browns and uh, as they host the Cardinals. This will be a tough one for the Cardinals. I know the Browns are three and two after that uh, tough loss against the Chargers last week. 
But like I said, Nick Chubb's going to be out, so that might be a problem. But also, too, their card's going to be without uh, Chandler Jones because of due to COVID. So that's going to be a, a that's going to be kind of like an even. Both teams are going to be without their some of their top teams, their, their top players. So this should be an entertaining one, regardless. But again, you know, Arizona they're going to be traveling cross country, but they don't have to play till three o'clock, so this should help their body clocks a little bit. Yeah. So that should you know that gives a little bit of advantage. Also, two Chargers Ravens. I might I'm be really looking forward to them. That the quarterback matchup is tremendous. Justin Herbert against Lamar Jackson. Of course, the Chargers went on to the East Coast, even though Kansas City is the, is the Midwest, and they won there in a the hostile environment a couple of weeks ago. Can they do it again? Just going further east to Baltimore in another 1 p.m. Eastern time uh, kickoff. Battle of four ones here. Uh, uh, I mean, Cowboys and Patriots. I mean, does that really like? Does that really like you know tickle your fancy, Sid? Uh, uh, I know Jim Nance and uh, the CBS number one crew will be doing that game. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Tony Romo giving how much praise does he give to Mac Jones, especially if he has the <laughs> performance of his life. Now the on the flip side for the Cowboys, it'll be a, a tough road test for them. But on the flip mm-hmm. side for the Patriots. I want to see what Mac Jones could do. If it's a very good Cowboys defense, of course, they, they were terrible the, uh, the last couple years, especially last year, giving up uh, bad numbers in historical proportions. But uh, I, I want to see how Mac Jones does against a very good Cowboys defense. Will Ezekiel Elliott keep up his rushing resurgence over the last couple of weeks? Will Dad Prescott keep up his resurgence? He's playing at an MVP-type level right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should – yeah, this should be – look, I think this could be – I'm not going to say it's going to be an upset, but – should be an interesting uh, game. I mean, you know, the Patriots would love to get back to five hundred. You know, winning yeah. this game, <clears throat> win this, <clears throat> win this game. That should be a, this should be an interesting one there. The three twenty five game. Uh, <clears throat> the ballot two and threes. I don't think NBC thought that this could be a. You know, I don't think they thought that either one of these teams would be two and three, but they are. You got the Seahawks and the Steelers. This should be an interesting one there. I may you said to uh, take a nap. I don't know, <laughs> especially without Russell Wilson. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger has been beat up like a rag doll these last couple of years, and uh, this so far the season has been even worse. Uh, it's going to come down to who's going to run the ball more effective. Yeah, as we mentioned, Smith came in came in relief. He did he did his thing against the uh, against the Los Angeles Rams, but now they have tape on them. So let's see what he could do, mm-hmm. what he could do in his first start in a few years. Oh boy, that should be a yeah. <laughs> yeah <that should laughs> Akita's at a yeah. loss for words right now, folks. Yeah, that might, <laughs> yeah, I might be watching something else uh, during that time. But this should be a, this yeah. should be a good one, a good Monday nighter here. You got the the Bills and uh, the Titans. I think I'm sure the Titans would love to get back on track and kind of you know give uh, oh, yeah. the Bills or something. And it look it looks like AJ Brown might be back for that game. You know, nothing's official yet, but. He did practice the last couple of days, so he could come back, and they really need him. So, you know, what you, again, without give your prediction, you know, what do you think is for that game? You know, these two teams have been going back and forth to each other the last few years. You know, Tennessee has owned Buffalo in these matchups. Remember, uh, Josh Norman now, I believe he's – I forget which team he's with now. But uh, when he was with Buffalo last year, of course, Derrick Henry gave him the famous stiff arm up to the mm-hmm. third row of the sidelines. And uh, as as we mentioned before in football, it comes down to the trenches. Buffalo has it. Tennessee has it more in terms of running the football. Of course, Buffalo, Josh Allen, they had a big upset win at Kansas City last week. This could be a trap game, even though it's on prime time. Uh, if Buffalo wants to win this game, Josh Allen, your quarterback, cannot, I repeat, cannot be your leading rusher. 
Yeah, that that's yeah. You have Devin, even though Titans, the Titans defense is not that great. Yeah, and that that's true too. I mean, and I think they may run the ball more with De- Devin Singletary and the rest of them. That should be that. So they'll probably use it because you know they're opportunistic. The Titans defenses, but they're not like great. So, but it should be an interest, interesting one there in the AOC on Monday night. Uh, also, mm-hmm. too, for uh, those of you who are uh, these are the first of the bye weeks, folks. Excuse me. Of course, Atlanta, the Jets, as they played in Lo- in London last week, so they get mm-hmm. the bye this week. And also, New Orleans and San Fran are off this week, so adjust you know adjust your fantasy football uh, rosters accordingly. Yes, and I have to do so. Picking up another quarterback, or do I go with Ryan Tannehill, who's on my roster? Because I had met Ryan, and I'll decide that after the show, obviously. So I have some decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're listening to Hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports, live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Cindy Kenny here with you. Coming up, our good friend Christine Manica from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, will be joining us for our for our weekly uh, uh, picks from the National Football League. Lakina, let's go back to the early games. This will be the headlight game for CBS at 1 p.m. Eastern. There'll be the Kansas City Chiefs at the Washington football team from our nation's capital. Both teams are checking in at 2-3. and three. Could this be upseller for Washington? Could it? Hmm, maybe. Oh, well, look, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, look, I think that the Chiefs, they're going to be shorthanded because a lot of their guys are hurt right now or, or banged up. So, you got they could Washington perhaps maybe take advantage of that and perhaps maybe put, you know, give, put you KC know, in the middle of another tailspin. We'll see. I mean, look, I, I think we may hear a lot of. Of Chase Young, you know, on on Sunday, so you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we may we may he may have been a couple of sacks on Patrick Mahomes, or he's going to have you know Mahomes running for his life. So we, you know, it'll be interesting to see what what they have in store. I mean, I think Washington is one of those teams where you just you don't know. You thought that maybe they looked good, but then last week they did not look good. So you know, mm-hmm. we'll, they'll they'll have they'll have the number three, the no, number two team. Uh, I mean, yet I Eagle and Charles Davis and Evan Washburn will have the call in uh, Landover, Maryland. So that should be a fun one. Uh, yeah, Kansas City has a, right now they're favored by five and a half points. Okay, yeah. So I'll take the under on that. I, I just don't. Okay. Right now, it's, yeah. I mean, right now I, I haven't. I need them to show me that they're still. They're in Missouri, so yeah, I'm in the sh- you know show me mode. Show me <laughs> that you're still like right there. Because you're suffering, they're suffering from the Super Bowl runner-up hangover, which we've seen this before. So mm-hmm. it, that's it's, a, I think yeah, that's, another, yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, as you say, that, that's a that's a fair point. So, like you say, can't Kansas City, especially on the defensive side of ball, they need to have a better performance and stop taking stupid penalties. And on the offensive side, Patrick Mahomes, stop turning the football over. I don't want to blame it all on him, but he needs to take care of the more care, better care of the football. Yeah, he's a veteran now. He should know better. Um, I mean, Vikings and Panthers. I mean, that might be, you know. Yeah, yeah. That might be an interesting one. That's a noon game on Fox. So that, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's sort of like both both teams are, are looking for. Uh, I'm sure Panthers are looking for a bounce back, uh, bounce mm-hmm. back win. Uh, Minnesota's hoping that they could they turn the corner. So we'll we'll see how they look. I mean. Their defense, the Panthers' defense, still a little bit suspect to me, especially with you know some of the injuries they've suffered. So I, I don't know. I mean, this, this game is going to be another one of those tosses because I want to kind of stay away from this game. Uh, a couple of things uh, on this game. One, Minnesota—they were very lucky to win last week uh, against the Lions in the last-second field goal. Detroit had that game won, but 
you know, things happen. We're not going to feel sorry that much for Dan Campbell crying after the game. So we'll leave that alone. But mm -hmm. Carolina, like you said, they have a bitter taste in their mouth. They gave that game away to Philadelphia last week. Uh, Sam Darnold going back to his old habits of turning the football over. Carolina should have had that game once. So it's going to come down to running the football for both these teams. So hopefully if you're Minnesota, Davin Cook is healthy. And on the flip side for Carolina, hopefully Sam Darnold can take care of the football and for that Panthers defense to start creating some turnovers. Kirk Cousins is iffy on the road. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens with that. And now to spice up uh, uh, the rest of her show and to uh, get her Yay. comments on some other subjects. for before, We'll get to her picks along with the rest of ours at the bottom of the hour. Uh, join us from the, her, her actual studios at KXRB in Sioux Falls, <laughs> South Dakota. She's looking like a professional, like she always yes. does. Here's our good buddy, Chicago's her old Miss Christine Manica. Christine, welcome to the show. Well, good to be back. I still feel bad about last week. You know, my, my computer was on the fritz and, you know, stuff happened. What are, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, well, you got to keep pushing. That's what you do. Well, that, that got a nice little setup. You're, you're in your own studio, so. <laughs> so yeah. You get a, a little behind the scenes moment. <laughs> yeah. So but since we have a few minutes uh, in this segment, Christine, let's uh, we've been talking about football. We'll get back to football when we do our picks. But uh, I want to get your quick thoughts about the Chicago White Sox. Of course, earlier this week, they were eliminated by the Houston Astros in four games. Uh, what are your thoughts on this series and what are you looking forward to? Hopefully with this new CBA uh, being uh, signed, sealed and delivered, hopefully on time. Uh, what do you look for the White Sox to do in, during the offseason? I think it's very positive to note that all the players want Tony LaRusa back. You know, it wasn't like that when he first came on with the team. They were totally against it like the rest of us were. I'm still hesitant about it. I'm not going to lie. But it seems like despite all the controversies that LaRusa has had this past season, um, he he's really gravitated towards this team and it seems like he figured out a way to connect with not only the veterans on the team but also the up-and-coming players as well so that's what i'm looking forward to is seeing that relationship grow as time continues on for this team hopefully they'll go further into the playoffs i think they got robbed a little bit i'm sure a lot of people feel that way but hey you know what it was fun it was a great season on their part well, I think I've noticed that like, I heard Tim Anderson say this, that they they kind of look at him as kind of like a father figure. Some of them, you know, even sure, yeah. a grandfather figure in some cases. So maybe that's why I guess maybe, you know, and plus with the St. Louis job now open. So that's why the speculation is that although there have been rumors that yeah, she is coming back. So we'll yeah. see. Do you, do you think that you think Malaysia kind of played a part as well? <laughs> because, you know, that the, you know, the rain hit on Monday and then <laughs> then you know, things kind of went haywire and then Korea you know, got it hit off Rodon, and then that's kind of that kind of started the whole like you know wheel started falling off for the White Sox. They went back to bad habits. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think weather always has some sort of a factor, no matter if you're playing baseball or football, anything like that. In all honesty, I thought having that extra date was going to work better for them since they had such that huge rally going on for them the day before when they when they returned back home to to the guaranteed rate field. So I, I thought that it was actually going to help them. I guess it just wasn't their day. You know, that's just somehow sometimes it works literally around the office here. I've been hearing 10 to one all week. Not not a time. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. 
Oh my God. And I'm like, yep, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> um, we got about a minute or so left before we had to hit the break for the bottom of the hour, of course. The, the the national championship the national league championship series starts this weekend between Atlanta and the Dodgers the rematch from a year ago of course uh, the Braves they say they have some unfinished business after blowing a three one lead last year in the bubble of course the American League championship series starts starts tonight with Houston and Boston who takes both those series series Christine who's your World Series matchup and your World Series winner okay I got Boston. Winning against the Astros just good because. Call, good call. It's not what you think, folks. Good call. Continue. I, I almost wore a Boston shirt today because my dad, he's a Red Sox fan. Okay. So we kind of, so that's how I inherited that. And he was at the last parade and stuff like that. And then for the Dodgers, I'm going to go for the Dodgers just because there's a South Dakota connection with the Dodgers. Uh, a pitcher, his name his name is a Blake Trayon. I think that's yeah. Mm -hmm. last yeah. yeah. He, uh, he's a former Jackrabbit, so he went to South Dakota State University. Uh. So I, I got to cheer a little bit for that hometown guy a little bit. Yeah. What did you think about that call to end the in that Giants Dodgers series last night? World floor mess. Yeah, and yeah, yes, that yes, was not a that was not a strike three. I'm sorry, that was no. not a check strike three. Sorry. No, and you know that's not how a season season should end. So hopefully, maybe the MLB will review that for the future. But yeah, it's it's a sour taste, that's for sure. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we, we hit the bottom of the hour. We're going to take our two-and-two two break. When we return, we'll have our week six picks from the National Football League featuring our good friend Christine Manica. Lakina's going to have our results from last week and our overall totals. We'll wait for that. And, Christine, we, we want to get in some other topics with you as well before we close out our oh, last gosh. same other show for this week. <laughs> You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid, Lakina, Christine with you. We'll be right back. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like that's what we want. We want that to happen. Download the free score app lightning fast update. So you never miss a thing. It's why the score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the sports flash on the sports zone, Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? 
In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, so comes get, to used, discover, to get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Limitations apply. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina and Christine with you as we are about to give you our week six picks from the National Football League. Lakina, remind me before we get about it here. Christine, you're going to say it with us as well. I'd like to apologize to a group of people that we actually serve on this program. We didn't get to it on our last show on Monday, Lakina. So remind oh. me to do that before we get about it here. You probably okay. know what I'm talking about, yes, but yes, I we'll, do. <laughs> it, another such we need to discuss amongst ourselves. That's before we get about out of here, of course. Well, after our NFL picks, Lakina present to us our results from last week and overall for the season. We oh, actually, boy. yeah, well, we actually know it was it wasn't too bad. You know, we we each you know we each won nine games. I think Sid, you won ten, so you actually still are still up by one. But you know, but don't worry, Christy, you and I are right behind him. You know, we're only one game back, so it's those still, damn Chiefs. I know, right? That, that killed you. Chasing you, Sid. That killed you. That that's what killed you. You'd be up. You'd be yeah. up two games if it wasn't for this for the Chiefs. So and you thank know, you, Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah, you, I know, Baltimore right? Ravens. I know, right? We said, yeah, got saved. It was a saving yeah. grace. Oh, you know, the Ravens with the big, the big comeback. So again, for those of you in case you missed it, you know, fo- you know the teams are on by Falcons, the Jets, because they played in London last week, and the Saints and the 49ers. So for you know, adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. And speaking of London game, we get the number two of the London series. We got the Dolphins and the Jags. Sid, you start us off. Hopefully, head coach Urban Meyer for the Jaguars have been on, he has been on his best behavior so far this week. Uh, it'll be more than just on the bridges falling down on his head if uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars decide not to show up. Will he be leaving with the pink slip and link cards like his buddy Joe Philbin did a decade ago mm-hmm. for the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. We shall see. But I uh, know Tua Tunga Valoa sh- should be returning as far as the starting quarterback position for the Dolphins. Uh, those London's games could uh, uh, could get crazy. I think this one's going to get ugly more than crazy. But I'm I don't like this pick, but I'm going with the Dolphins just because. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on that sit and say this is garbage. Well, <laughs> like this is my hot take. <laughs> this, this is absolute garbage. I mean, we are literally sending a couple of the worst teams in the NFL to London. It's like we're punishing the Brits with this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying that probably. But just because, like what Sid said, I'm going with the Dolphins. Either way, this is just awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to apologize to our friends in London for this, especially if it is a, being a, a stinky game. It's actually going to be nationally televised on CBS at 9.30 our time. Uh, Greg, Greg Goldwyn, I believe uh trent green will have the call yeah they'll have the call well actually kevin harlan and and, and trent green and melly collins have the call from in london so this might not be a very good game so i'm warning <laughs> we're warning folks right now but i'll pick the i'll pick the dolphins just because i know xavier howard and Devontae parker are both going to be out but tua should be back and that should you know sort yeah. of galvanize that offense so i think that should definitely help them let's see um, what trevor lawrence does on the big stage yeah, yeah, yeah especially in London, especially, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, battle of two and threes, Christy. You can start this one. You got the Chiefs and Washington. 
Oh, what did I say for this? I said, you know, this is probably going to go to the Chiefs. It, it, they got, um, I believe, so it, it's not a home field game. And let's be honest, the, the Chiefs, they have not performed to what everybody was expecting them to perform. You know okay. what I mean? Like this is this is not the same team we saw in the Super Bowl. This is they're just not for whatever reason. And uh, because of how strong their team is against Washington, the Washington team, I feel like I gotta go with the Chiefs. So hopefully, hopefully they should be able to pull this one off, even though they've had a tough season. But you never know; crazier things can happen. The Washington football team has a very good defense, but their office is hit and miss. I know Terry McLaurin has of this uh, this show today. Uh, he missed practice for, for Washington. They start wide receiver. I got Antonio Gibson on my fantasy team. Uh, looks like he's got to carry that, that offense. I think because of the opponent and they're playing on the road, the Chiefs should escape with the win. So I'm yeah. going to for that alone. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. I feel like, you know, yeah, the Chiefs have had their issues, but again, you trust the Chiefs offense to you more than you do the Washington's offense. And plus, especially since it's only McLaren probably will not play. So that's going to be a factor as well. So I'll pick the Chiefs if you're pulling away. Uh, we can skip this one, uh, guys. You've got the Rams and the one and four Giants. I know we're doing like, you know, the Los Angeles, you know, going cross country, you know, going to the Giants, but the Giants are just terrible. So. I I'll pick the Rams and a run away. They're gonna run away in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the LA Rams as well. Of course, Saquon Barkley, uh, bad luck for him, uh, rolling yeah. that ankle last week. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, I know he was carted off the field. He's expected to play, but I don't think that's gonna matter. Uh, I'm going with the Rams. Like you said, the East Coast time zones shouldn't matter. Yeah. Hopefully they don't throw their cleats out there expecting to win because yeah. if, if they do, they're going to be in trouble. So the Rams should come, <laughs> come out and set the tone right away. Don't give the Giants any life. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams like you guys. I want to point out, though, Stanford, he, he has really made a giant impact on this team. I mean, it's like he almost gave them like a rebirth, so, so to speak. I believe he's top five now in passing rate and yards per completion. So he's... Yep. He's just had a monstrous season. And for once, he finally has the right tools in his toolbox to yeah. use his abilities. So it, it's got to be the Rams for this one. They'll probably crush the Giants if I'm thinking of this right. <laughs> I, I wish you said, what, what was, what's the over-under? Uh, what's the, the number for the Rams? Uh, uh, the Rams are favored by six and a half, and the over-under is 50. Okay. Take the over. I say take the over. <laughs> <laughs> I say take the over. I'm just saying. Uh, the battle of the one and fours in the AFC South. You got the Texans and the Colts. Uh, Sid, you start. Uh, the rookie quarterback for the Texas Mills. I've been very impressed yeah. by him. He had a good showing last week. Unfortunately, the Houston Divas couldn't hold on. In the second half, they lost to the Patriots. On the flip side, the Colts did put up a good battle on the road. They should have won that game at Baltimore on Monday night. I trust the Colts a little bit more. Uh, is it in? Is it in Indianapolis? Yes. Yes. Okay, so for that reason alone, I'm going with the Colts. Same thing. I'm going to go with the Colts for once for this one. I think this entire <laughs> season I've been going against the Colts, but just because they actually kind of have a veteran quarterback, veteran quarterback. <laughs> <and> <laughs> 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 a busted ankles. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. So, and they, they have a more stable situation than what Houston does. So, for me, it's the Colts. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Colts should have won that game. I still don't know. Against Baltimore, I don't know how they lost that game. I'm still I'm still flabbergasted by that, but I'm sure they're not going to be in a very good mood, so I'm going to pick the Colts. Um, the tricky one here, you've got Cincy against the 0-5 Lions. Christy, you start this one. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that Joe Burrow's okay. You, you know, that was kind of, I, I looked it up on like a throat contusion. Like, what does that mean? He needs his tonsils out or something? But I guess, <laughs> I, I guess he got like hit in the neck really bad. So I'm glad he's okay. And it should be a great road win for them. So I'm going to go Cincy. Uh, another question is Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, is he over his tears yet? <laughs> because they, know, right? right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's no crying in football now. <laughs> but uh, I did watch the majority of that game live last week via my computer. And uh, the Lions outplayed the Vikings, especially in that second half. They should have walked mm -hmm. away with a victory, but right. uh, the Lions are not there yet. Uh, could it happen? Could it happen? I want to pick the Lions, but I can't i'm going with cincinnati <laughs> and they had the issues with special teams themselves last week they should have beaten the packers but yeah i think they'll do enough to get on the road i think this will be surprisingly close but cincinnati should walk away with this victory on the road it'll, it'll be tough yeah. this yeah i mean it's, it, this this could be one of those nine six six three type of games because i just say you know, pre-1980s football from lakina as usual yeah oh yeah <laughs> well, I, you actually have to have one right uh joe burrow yeah. and voice uh, voice rest. I mean, there there are more than a couple of folks that should be on voice rest, but I won't. I won't go there. We won't go there. Yeah. Uh, that's another subject. Cincinnati's favored by three and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I, okay. yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking the Bengals. Then yeah, I'm taking the over and picking the Bengals. Although look, it could this could be one of those ugly ones. Who knows? All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, a good one here. Battle four ones. You got the Chargers against the Ravens. Sid, you start this one. I think because they're at home and they got lucky on Monday night, I'm going with Baltimore. Now, shout out to the Chargers. As we call them on this show, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Joseph <laughs> Herbert is becoming a top five quarterback in, in the league. I know, as we talked about in our last segment, Lakina, before we brought on Christina, that they won a tough game on the road uh, a, a couple of weeks ago at Kansas City. Uh, it's, it's tough for them to ask that team to go do it again in, in one p.m. Eastern time zone. Uh, I think they're up to the challenge. Uh, a shout out to head coach uh, Brandon Stokely, but I, I think Baltimore just has a little bit more and they're more juiced up and they're thankful that they won that game last week against the Coast. So I'm taking Baltimore on a close one. I'm going to go Baltimore too. It's home field. They're still probably riding that Monday night high. So let's keep that momentum going for them. I've seen their fans get rowdy during home games. So <laughs> Yeah, Ravens. They're favored by three. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I know they have a short week, but also too, they're they're hosting the Chargers. If it would be different if they were going cross country yeah. and hosting the Chargers coming off a short week, so that helps them. I don't know. I don't want to say they're a team of destiny. It's kind of too early to make those kind of uh, proclamations, but they should not have won that game against the Colts on Monday night. <laughs> they had no business winning that game. So. You gotta be pretty good if you you can win that a game like that. So this should be a fun one. It'll be a close one, but I'm picking the Ravens just because they're at home. All right, this should be an intriguing one here. You got the Vikings and the Panthers. Christine, you start this one. Uh, home field advantage for the Panthers. The Vikings are hopeless. Going for the Panthers. 
drop mic. That's it. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, you like that? It was short and sweet to the point. You like that? Oh, gosh. Wee. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota was very lucky to get out of there with the win at home last week against the terrible Lions team. Carolina, they blew a big second half lead to Philadelphia. Which teams do which team do I trust more or trust less? It's a million dollar question. It's a toss up. I don't like this pick. I really don't. But I'm don't going with Carolina. It. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing how to finger on the trigger. <laughs> you damn, you better pick middle, so you better not. I honestly, yeah, I honestly have been back and forth on this. I wish I could stay, I could stay away from this game because I just, I just, I just, I just don't know what to think. This will be one of those toss up games. Yeah, I it don't is know. important to Vegas. Um, yeah. Carolina currently is at a minus one. So if you have money, spend it somewhere else. Don't, don't leave yeah, this game alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Stay clear of it. Stay clear of this game. So I'm picking as for some reason I'm picking the Vikings. I think they're, I think they're kind of like this is gonna be one of those. I think they're one of those teams that sort of like they can get into a little bit. Of, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going with. I'm going with the upset. The upset, if you will. So I'm. I'm. But I'm staying away from it. If you're a gambler, don't don't go near this game. Gosh. I do expect uh, Justin Jefferson to have a good game. I have him on my fantasy team. That's the yeah. only thing I care about for this game. That's it. <laughs> he might he might That's have a big okay. he might have a breakout game too. Um, a, a really good one here in the first of three o'clock matchups. We got the Cardinals and the Browns. Sid, you starts. I know Christine has some great interest in this game because of her boy Baker Mayfield on her fantasy team. <laughs> She's gonna be yes. missing one. Uh, uh, <laughs> Baker's gonna be missing one of his, one of his starting running backs. Of course, yeah. Arizona flip side looks like they're gonna uh, be without Chandler Jones. Now Arizona again is going out to the East Coast. They did it early in the year, upset the Titans, and I believe they went out there early in the season as well. But uh, like you mentioned, Lakina, in our last segment, uh, the time factor is not gonna be. Not going to be a difference because uh, three o'clock Chicago time is their starting time for their all their home games, non prime time. But I think because of the home field advantage, especially after what happened on the road last week, I'm going with Cleveland. It's going to be an ugly one, but I'm going with Cleveland. And Cleveland is favored by three. Yeah. And the overall is 53 and a half. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth, Sid. However, this is this is going to be a close one. Now, Arizona, they just got Zach Ertz. That's going to really pick up speed for them, I yeah. feel like. He's not but, playing this week because he played last night for Philly. Ah, damn. There, there yeah. we go. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he has to go through protocols, too. So, yeah, yeah. so that's mm -hmm. why he's not playing. Uh, besides, but he already played already. No, so just forget I said that po point. We can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> because it's home field advantage, and we've all have seen what the Browns can do, what the Browns fans can do. So, let's go, Baker. Let's go, Browns. <laughs> Yeah, I have Cleveland. I've been kind of back and forth on this game, but I, I'm, I'm going with Cleveland because it is in Cleveland. I know Nick Chubb is out, so I've been thinking going to get a big show from Kareem Hunt. Remember, Chandler yeah. Jones is out for the Cardinals, so that might be a little bit of an issue too with their defense. Can we may see? We may JJ Watt might get a couple of sacks. Who knows? But uh, this should be this is this. I think it's going to be kind of a slugfest, though. I think this could be one of those high scoring games. I think. Yeah, but Brown Davis needs to show up. They do, they do. So, well, that, that's why I think that's why I think Kyler Murray might have a good a good game. You know, I know he's a little bit banged up because of his shoulders. It's like he should be good to go. You know, it's still it's just very sore. There's no ligament damage, labrum damage or anything like that. So, I'm thinking Cleveland though. I, I kind of, especially since they're not gonna be in a very good move after what happened last week against the Chargers. So, yeah, yeah they may not be in a good mood. So we'll see. 
All right, uh, AFC West here. You got the Raiders and the Broncos. Both these teams have kind of had had good starts, but have kind of fallen back to earth. Raiders in that situation, Rick's, Rick Rick Basaccia, you know, takes over as interim head coach for the time being. Um, the Bron- I'm picking the Broncos at home just because I think there's just so much turmoil in uh, in Vegas right now. I'm going with Denver as well. Maybe the Raiders will play well now that since the whole John Gruden situation is uh, since John Gruden is no longer roaming the sidelines. Yeah, I think you'll see a value effort, but because of the home field advantage and Denver needs to get back on track. I'm going with the Broncos. You got to respect Derek Carr for what he said about John Gruden. That, That takes a lot for someone to say, hey, I like him as a person. I just don't like what he did. You, you know, that's tough. That's a tough position to be in. And um, again, another South Dakota connection. Um, the interim coach for the Raiders, he went to Yankton College in South Dakota mm. for, for a little bit. So that there's another fun fact for you. But because, you know, Denver, they're at home. They need a win. They've had a pretty decent season so far. So I think they're hungry for another win on their hand. And don't don't let this game fool you. This could be a tough battle for both sides. But because it's home field, I'm going to go Denver. Should be an interesting one. Another interesting one here. You got the 4-1 Cowboys against the 2-3 and three, uh, New England Patriots. Christine, you start this one. Well, it's going to be a close one, but... You know, Dak is back. Dallas actually is the number two right now for offense. And then uh, the Patriots, they have the number five in defense. So it's going to be a really good matchup. But Dak is just, he's been so impressive this season. He should get maybe the comeback player of the year award, in my opinion, just because of how how great he's been able to come back from that horrific injury that everybody saw last year. So I'm going to go say Dallas for this one. I agree with you, Christian. I believe it's going to be a close one. Dallas will come out uh, on top. But as we talked about Lakina in our last segment, this is going mm-hmm. to be CBS's number one game for their doubleheader uh, Sunday. On Sunday, uh, uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance will be on the call for that one. Uh, what's the over under on how much uh, props that uh, Tony Romo gives rookie quarterback Mac Jones <laughs> for the Patriots? You know it's going to be a potential love fest. <laughs> Probably. It'll probably end up being that way. Uh, remember I see Wilde? Christine roll her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, I see that. No, never. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but I, like, I think I think Dallas should win it. It's going to be close, though. Remember, Lyle Collins will be back, too, from his suspension, so that, that should help uh, even more that all line. So that should, you know, that should definitely help them. And also, too, look, I think I think the Patriots will keep it close, but I think Dallas is going to pull away late, although I'm sure the Cal Crowder Fox will be rocking there. So yeah. that should be a good game. Um, I'm Sunday nighter. I'm sure uh, NBC probably did not expect this, you know, especially with the team records and now one of their top guys is out. Seahawks and Steelers, remember Geno Smith, well, is a starter with you know, Russell Wilson being out. So, uh, Sid, you start this one. This is going to be an ugly game. As I said before, it's going to come down to who's going to run the ball effectively. I trust Pittsburgh. Yep, I, I agree. My my poor Russell Wilson. What, what, my, poor, <laughs> my, my poor QB1. Um, Toss it off to Russell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I, I will have to say, I think I saw this. This is only the second quarterback that Seattle has started besides Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty impressive in itself. So <laughs> it's tough not to see him, you know, come out for this one. But yeah, it's going to be the Steelers Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. Seattle's favorite by two and a half. The over under total is forty eight. Take the under in the total. Just yeah, and I think yeah, I think the Steelers will win this one too. I, I know Juju Smith is out for the Steelers, so both teams are banged up. Again, this could be a very ugly game. This could be like what twelve ten or thirteen like ten or whatever. Yeah. So, which could very end up happening with these two teams. So, um, I think because I trust the Steelers' offense a little bit more, I'm gonna pick the Steelers. But then, look, watch Geno Smith throw for like four or five touchdowns or something like that, which would be a career best <laughs> for him. All right. Yeah, he'll be like his buddy Matt Flynn, pick up a hundred million dollar contract and then fade into the abyss. Yeah, that's how Russell Wilson got his start. Thanks. (laughs) That is true. Uh, Should be a good one here on Monday night. You got the Bills and the Titans. Sid, you start this one. As I mentioned before, the uh, the Titans and the Bills they played each other in the regular season over the last few years. The Titans have gotten the best of Buffalo. Uh, Let's look at the line here. Buffalo's favored by three and a half. This is actually a toss up. I Tennessee. Uh, they've been off and on the last couple of weeks. Buffalo, this is a classic trap game for them, especially after winning at Kansas City on last last Sunday in prime time in front of a national audience. I, I, I know I'm going to regret this in the morning. I'm going with Tennessee. Wow. What? Really? Okay. I'm going with Tennessee. I, I, I okay. am. Hmm. Okay. Can I just say, Sid, I'm, I'm going against you and saying the Bills, they've just been dominating. How I get it. Against, how can you go against Josh Allen like that? What's going on? <laughs> speaking, speaking, uh, calm down, young lady, first of all. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two, as we said in our last segment before we brought you on, Christine, Josh Allen was the leading rusher for Buffalo last Sunday in Kansas City. If that happens again, even though the Titans' defense is not that great, if Josh Allen is your team leader in rushing yards, that's not a good sign. You got away with it last week. You cannot get away with it again this week. Yeah, but you know, so just to spite you, I'm saying the Bills. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, play nice, you two. Um, look, look, you have to. They have to look. That defense has to stop Derrick Henry. That's going to be a tough task. They've got the guys to do it. You've got Edmonds. You got Ed Oliver. You know, they're they're more than capable of doing that. Now on the offensive side, I mean, look, like I said before on the previous segment, Titans defense is not much to write home about. So you may see a lot of. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So I feel like it's going to be close. Tennessee will keep it close. Thanks in much in part to Derrick Henry. But I think I don't think we're going to be seeing like a, a letdown here with Buffalo. I think they will win this game and they'll win it pulling away. All right. The NFC North rivals uh, duking it out over a soldier field this week. Packers and the Bears. Christine, you start this one. Gosh, you know, can I, can I just say last week I had a whole prepared statement on why I thought the Ravens were <laughs> against the Bears. It, it was a whole giant list about like X, Y, and Z. And, and, and I didn't even get to share it. Thank God, because, you know, they ended up proving me wrong and they ended up winning. Um, <laughs> what, I love, what I love about Chicago is their run game. And I'm saying that because you have their two biggest hitters. You have Tariq Cohen that's still out. David Montgomery, he's going to be out continuously for a little bit longer. 
they're both, you know, what are you going to do? How can you replace those two heavy hitters? And what Chicago is great at doing with that position is just plugging and chugging. You know what I mean? They can just plug anybody in there, fill it in, and it's like, boom, a rocket went off. So that that is probably the position they least have to worry about, thank God. Um, when it comes to this rivalry, this iconic rivalry, um, Justin Fields has has a lot to prove right now because he's going up against one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the in the NFL, who actually had a lot of complimentary things to say about Chicago and the sports and stuff like that, which I I didn't expect that to come out of Aaron Rodgers. But because of the history and knowing what Aaron Rodgers can do and knowing that Fields is still just a rookie, the Bears still being kind of banged up at the moment, um, I believe. Is Khalil Mack playing on Sunday or we don't know yet? He was limp. He did not practice. He didn't practice? Okay. No. So that, that has a factor to do with it too. So because of all that combined, it's going to be a great game, but I think Green Bay is going to – Going to win this one, and I owe my boss a coffee on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bears would keep it close, surprisingly. I think yeah. Bills will have a decent game. But uh, if Damian Williams, uh, uh, if he's not available for Sunday because he's placed on the COVID list today, uh, yeah. actually yesterday he was placed on the COVID list. If, he, he's, if he's not able to go on Sunday, I think it hurts the Bears running game just uh, that that much more. Uh, I, I think the Bears will kind of keep it close, but the Packers will make that one big play at the end. That's what's going to come down to. So yeah. I'm going with B- Green Bay. Yeah, A-Rob. Yeah, I know. Damn. Yeah, A-Rob. Yeah, I know, right. A-Rob didn't practice either. Uh, Akeem Hicks didn't practice. Neither did Max. So they're all questionable for Sunday. So if those guys can't play – it's gonna get ugly really quick, yeah. I, I think. And I know I know the Packers are banged up too, but again, do you trust Aaron Rodgers or do you trust Justin Fields? Are you are you there yet with Justin Fields? I think look, I think Fields is good's gonna have a, a good game. He'll probably he probably he may rush for a touchdown, maybe throw for one or two. But I think the Packers are just much more talented. And I think they'll yeah. the Bears will keep it close, but I think the Packers will pull away late. So I'm picking the Packers as well. All right, those are for our week six picks from the National Football League. Check back with us next week to see our results. Breaking news before we close out the show. Uh, Christian McCaffrey running back for the Carolina Panthers. He'll miss his third straight game as the Panthers will host the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. We have a couple minutes left here on Second City Sports, live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid, Lakina, and Christine with you. Uh, Lakina, I had to offer apologies to a group of group of fans that we usually cater to throughout the entire season. We didn't do it on our last show on Monday. I'd like to apologize to the uh, fans of the Chicago Blackhawks. We didn't get into our little uh, uh, mid-season preview. Yeah. Uh, I know they, they they had their season debut um, this past Wednesday. We'll get into the television coverage in just a moment, but I know they lost to the Colorado Avalanche uh, 4-2. to They made it interesting late, but I know they play New Jersey tonight and then at Pittsburgh tomorrow before coming home on Tuesday to host the New York Islanders in their home. But I know that's going to be an emotional day for a whole lot of people as fans are allowed back in the stands, uh, proof of uh, COVID tests, negative COVID tests or vaccination. Of course, that'll be the home debut of Jonathan Taves. Of course, Troy Murray, the radio analyst, is going through with uh, – uh, cancer right now. We wish you, we wish them the best from all of us here at Second City Sports and Sports on Chicago. And of course, uh, they're going to honor 
of uh, the, uh, the late, great Tony Esposito, the great goalie from back in the day. So it's going to be a pretty emotional night coming up this Tuesday night. So, well, we'll, we'll we're here for you Blackhawks fans, as usual, all season long right here on, on Second City Sports. Of course, no other uh, show in Chicago across the country will cover the Blackhawks from start to finish like we do. So we'll give uh, the Blackhawks their just due on this show throughout the season. Now, Lakina, uh, hopefully you too, Christine. Did you guys check out the coverage from ESPN? They made their return to television covering the National Hockey League for the first time in 17 years. Of course, Wednesday, it was the debut of the NHL on TNT. Uh, Lakina, I'll start with you. What did you think about the coverage? Uh, ESPN brought it back the old the theme. Old theme. Yes, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, I felt like a kid again with that theme. Yes. I mean, it was just, you know, they, they kind of, they, they, I think they, you know, they, they bumped up a little bit, but it was still, yeah. you know, the co coverage was very solid. Um, It looks like, I think, you know, Mark Messier and Chris Chellers are going to do just fine. They may have their yeah. little, they might have their little battles here and there, you know, because they, they played each other a lot for years, but I think it's going to be, I think the ESPN, that, that crew is going to be just fine. And I, I kind of, I kind of feel like I give it, you know, I think it had like really good ratings. I think it got about like a 700,000 uh, rating. It was actually not yep. too bad for, for a uh, uh, ESPN game, and uh, TNT as well, six seventy, uh, yeah. six hundred seventy thousand. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that that's that. Those are good numbers for them. So yeah, I, I think. Look, Wayne Gretzky actually looked pretty, sounded pretty good doing the, uh, <laughs> yeah. doing. I mean, I, we all thought that he wouldn't be, but look, I think Charles Barker knew what he was doing when he was basically recruiting for their for their uh for the telecast. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think both both networks did very well. I think it's only going to get better. Christine. You, you know, I saw a lot of great posts on social media about the about the return and stuff like that, and it's pretty cool. I was really impressed with um with the Knights, uh, the Las Vegas Knights, their yes. whole like pre presentation and stuff yeah. like that. Yes, wow. that was awesome. yeah. wow. Like, we gotta make a like, road trip out there, all three of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just like that. That's pretty impressive for not really being known for like a hockey area. So I was, I was, yeah, fair, fairly impressed with everything. What I am disappointed about for the Blackhawks, they got rid of their ice crew from what yeah, I, I saw hear. that. Yeah. 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 I heard that. yeah. 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 That was, yeah, that's tough. I, my, uh, my cousin, she, she was on the ice crew. So um, someone, someone messaged me about it and I said, what? Like that's, that's interesting. So I asked and she's like, yeah, yeah. They, they just decide to cut it. So it's it's unfortunate to see a tradition like that go away, but I think they're keeping it at some capacity, just not just not what it was. Right. Yeah, Part the Blackhawks like home going. games. I'm getting part for like yeah. home games, I'm guessing. Yeah. I yeah, so I mentioned the Blackhawks uh, or as an organization, they're going through it both possibly positively and negatively. Of course, you know, we had we talked about the stuff off the ice uh, all summer, of course. Pat Foley. Yeah, uh, the, the the game tonight against New Jersey will be NBC Sports Chicago's debut, and unfortunately, I do mean unfortunately with the Capital U, this will be Pat Foley's last season. His contract yeah. was not renewed, so he's gonna um, uh, <clears throat> this is gonna be his last season behind the television microphone, and so the 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 Hawks, uh, we'll, we'll see. I did pick them to be a playoff team, but they'll be in the bottom feeder of the rest of the conference between six yeah. and eight range. Yeah, so I uh, they will sneak into the playoffs, but after that, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, congratulations to the Seattle Seattle Kraken. Uh, is it Kraken? The Kraken. The Kraken. Sorry, the Kraken. 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 The Kraken. Yeah, the Kraken. Bye, Kraken. Shout out Terry Bors. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, shout out to the Seattle Kraken. Now, as you mentioned, Christine, uh, they lost to Las Vegas Golden Knights the other night on ESPN on last Tuesday. But last night they went into Nashville and beat those hated predators 42. I did watch the replay of that live via my computer last night before I went to bed. So um 
listening to John, John Forsland, longtime Carolina Hurricanes TV announcer. Now yes. he's a voice of Seattle. Of course, former friend of the Dean Davis show, which I produced yeah. back in the day. Uh, so he was great on the call last night. So shout out to the Seattle Kraken. They, they defeated uh, Nashville last night for their first ever win in the National Hockey League, 42 on the road. Cracks, kudos to them, to the Kraken. And uh, let's hope the Hawks can rebound because they yeah. did not look very good against the Avalanche on Wednesday. They did not. They were terrible. Uh, I think fear, I think I think Marjor, Mark Andrew is trying to hope that maybe he should have retired. But let, let's see if that let's see if they can make it right. <laughs> let's see if they can make it right tonight, though. Yeah. Any other thoughts from you, Christine, that bothered you, or you want to give a shout outs to before we close out? That bothered me. We we'd have to do another show if we. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm so kidding. Um, but no, I mean it's it's great to to be back on here with a working computer. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Thank God. All right, that closes another show for us here on Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid, Lakina, and Christine with you. Lakina, it's been another great episode. We'd like to thank Jordan Lazowski from Sox on 35th, mm-hmm. uh, on Sox35th.com. Check out that website in the podcast. He does a great job with the rest of his crew over there. He hopped on with us to, to do White Sox. Christine, thank you, as always, for joining us. We'll see you next week. Stay right there. Lakina closes out. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Oscar McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You can catch any of our live shows or any ones that you missed, including this one. You can go back and watch them and listen to them. Also, Sports Zone Chicago is available on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can catch the audio version audio version of this podcast of Second City Sports on War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including our Heart Radio app. Uh, make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Lakina will be remiss if we didn't say congratulations to the editor-in-chief at War yes. Media, Mr. Kyle Means. Yay! He's um, adding more duties. He's going to NBC Sports Chicago to become a writer. And so, nice. you know, a good friend of the yes. show. So congratulations to him Yay. as well. So you know, he'll do great stuff uh, with them over there, along with our buddy, Mr. Tony Gill. So uh, NBC Sports Chicago is, is hopping over there. And of course, shout out to our colleague and friend, Kenneth Davis. He's the host of NBC Sports Chicago's Bears, Chicago Bears podcast that's under center. Make sure you check that out as well. They do great content over there. Yeah, it is terrific. So enjoy all the sports, everything. And also too, we will be doing our kind of like our mini kind of like Bulls NBA preview coming up in our next show. So don't worry, yes. NBA fans. We will be doing it. You. You we got you guys. So don't don't worry for, for Sid and Christine. I'm Lakia. This has been Second City Sports on Sports No Chicago. And we'll see you Monday. And enjoy the games, everybody. As always, go Sox and unfortunately, first till Monday, holla. Oh, and go and go Sky. They play tonight. Yes, they play yes. this weekend. So, yeah, so I'm sure it's gonna be sell out over at Wintrust. So, you know, make sure you guys check them out. Throw your rollers in the sky. <laughs>